Welcome to Beyond Infinity, the final episode for the year. Piers Cunningham with you this Tuesday, the 21st of December. It's been quite a year. The world continues to deal with the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, which unfortunately continues to affect everyone's lives in all parts of the world. And now with the emergence of a new variant, Omicron, there's restrictions being reintroduced in Europe and elsewhere in the Northern Hemisphere. And there's even concern in highly vaccinated in Australia. Just when we thought that we could open up and, and have a kind of normal summer, there are now calls for some restrictions to be introduced, some, some caution to be inserted into the plans of opening up. Uh, I, for one, don't don't have a problem with that. I, I think that mask wearing is really easy and um, I'm quite happy to put a mask on when I'm indoors pretty much anywhere. But it is this debate uh, in Australia anyway. We've, we've had quite a prescriptive process, and particularly in Melbourne, and you'll find podcasts uh, on our, our webpage, beyondinfinity.com.au, which uh, cover the Melbourne lockdowns and and the resistance to them and the protests that have followed them and still some of them ongoing in Melbourne against the uh, the sort of long arm and heavy handedness of government imposed restrictions on people's lives to try to avoid high case numbers or, or uh, high death toll or hospitalizations or overrun facilities, overrun health systems. But now the debate seems to be at least in Australia, between sort of taking personal responsibility and, and doing what you think is right to deal with the disease and having a prescription from above, if you like, from, from government, from law enforcement, uh, which says you must do this or that for the greater good, to protect the health system, to save lives, so on. Some states have done this more than others. In New South Wales at the moment, it's being argued quite vehemently that people should be trusted they should be treated but like adults and they should be trusted to do the right thing and make the right uh, call as far as what they do in response to protect themselves in response to the pandemic i.e mask wearing hand washing social distancing avoiding crowds i guess the argument is if you know is it is it safe is it reasonable at this stage of the pandemic when there's a lot of lockdown fatigue and restriction fatigue and people are over the whole thing younger people who probably don't see themselves as vulnerable anyway can they be trusted to do the right thing for themselves and, and flowing from that the community in which they live it's been a big year we've been covering it regularly on radio port philip uh, where i do a weekly live interview with brendan telfer station manager at that uh, mornington based radio station We've covered so many things. We've talked about the emergence of Omicron in recent times. We've talked about lockdown. We've talked about the reasons why there are disparities and differences in, in the approaches that different states have taken in Australia. Why, for example, uh, until recently, uh, far fewer daily cases recorded in New South Wales than in Victoria. What are the underlying reasons for that? We've talked about things like uh, lockdown fatigue and and uh, you know spending your lockdown capital and this is one of the things that's actually being talked about right now as as uh, restrictions are considered if you go too hard with people at this stage of the pandemic then you risk losing compliance because there is only so much that governments can do to modify people's behavior you do need to have a measure of goodwill so if you do things that are deemed to be in retrospect unnecessary or heavy-handed or overreach from government and i think there's plenty of people who think that that's what happened in victoria through the last two years of the pandemic 
that people are desensitized to the messaging from from governments and from health authorities and they just just don't comply and uh, that's one of the reasons why when when victoria finally opened up when we'd achieved those high vaccination levels firstly 80 percent and then uh, more recently 90 percent you know you don't get the compliance and so victorians uh, had, had had so much lockdown that it was hard to get them to agree to a, a, a further lockdown and further restrictions for Delta. And, and there's uh, plenty of data which shows that there was a lot more movement around Melbourne, even with stage four restrictions and the five kilometre rule than there was in New South Wales when it had its Delta wave uh, from about the middle of this year, 2021 until about October when the uh, vaccination levels got high enough and they were able to op- open up with um, triple figure daily rates. In fact, around the sort of hovered around the two to 300 per day mark of new cases. Whereas Victoria, since we opened up, we achieved the required vaccination levels a little bit after, say two or three weeks after New South Wales did, we still opened up with high daily numbers of around 1,000 or 1,200. And that actually continues up until this day uh, that I'm speaking. So once you've got those sort of numbers entrenched uh, and you do open up, even with high vaccination levels, it seems that it's hard to get those numbers to go down without movement restrictions and you know those tough restrictions on people's lives, which stage four lockdown entailed in both Melbourne and Sydney. Rest of Australia done pretty well. Western Australia still verging on uh, hermit state status over there they're not opening up until february and that some people are suggesting that might even be delayed further to keep out omicron in western australia they've had very few cases and very little impact of the pandemic on people's lives certainly tourism's been stopped and international travel's been stopped but it is a big mining state and mining's been doing pretty well so their economy's been going strong they've been recording big uh, state budget surpluses Queensland's also done well. Tasmania's done very well in keeping the the, um, the pandemic at bay and keeping lives as normal as possible. Kids have been going to school in these states, Queensland, Western Australia and Tasmania. Whereas in other states, particularly in, in Melbourne, kids have lost a lot of schooling. And we've talked about it uh, on, on the program, on the uh, lockdown radio program and then since the lockdowns were finished uh, we haven't been calling it that anymore I've been just dealing with specific subjects learning to live with plague recorded back in uh, uh, November two worlds the vaxxed and the unvaxxed uh, mass protests beginning in Europe this was in late November we discussed that and we've tried to keep an international component to the discussions as well so it's not just about the Australian situation it's also looking at what's happening overseas because obviously in Australia we perhaps potentially have the benefit of of learning from what happens in the northern hemisphere they're going into winter now and and uh, winter seems to be the, the worst time for COVID like any seasonal flu but it can obviously be bad in summer as well we do certainly follow what's happening overseas because it's instructive for the Australian situation as well and some of the most popular of our podcasts have related to why the stark contrast in figures and and the experience of the pandemic between Victoria and New South Wales, when New South Wales had, in fact, higher international arrivals. That's a question that's uh, that that's preys on people's minds and is an interesting one to look at. 
also the uh, the roadmap out of lockdown, which was charted uh, by the federal government in consultation with the states. Uh, that was obviously something which people were interested in. There's an interview there with the Shadow Health Minister, Georgie Crozier. She had some critical comments to make of the Victorian interpretation of the roadmap out of lockdown. So there's been some, some great interviews, and I'd like to thank all the people, uh, including Georgie Crozier, who contributed. Um, also, more regular contributors to the program, Michael Simonetti of, uh, and mine. He's a, a digital marketing expert. He gave his, uh, his thoughts on how businesses can pivot to the pandemic and the, the need to do things online and, and get around uh, restrictions that way. And certainly there's been quite a few examples of businesses that have done really well that way, who've managed to switch their businesses to, uh, to online, uh, online ordering, delivery, uh, or just a straight digital service. And they've done very well in these tough COVID times that we, we find ourselves. Also, would like to thank Guy West and Ian Storey. Ian, in particular, has been a great contributor to the program for many years. There's a great one that we recorded earlier in the year about why equity markets were doing so well around the world. Why was that happening, even though there was a big economic impact from lockdowns and from the pandemic and supply problems and supply chain problems and shortages of semiconductors and all these sort of things that have been affecting businesses around the world and yet equity markets and Wall Street was at record highs. So some great discussions with them talking about why that's the case, how that's possible. I think there's plenty of people who've got thoughts on that and that's a very interesting one to uh, consider. Also Dr Tony Hayes, a retired physicist and inventor, uh, talking sort of more on a strictly science background. We did a really interesting one I thought back in May called The Tree in the Swamp. So if you're interested, you can find this on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. Tony was uh, talking about what he called the Adams event, a time 42,000 years ago when the Earth's magnetic field flipped. And during this period, our magnetic field shifted to below 6% of its current level, exposing surface life to dangerous radiation from space and auroral activity so bright that night turned into day. There may have been extinctions which flowed from this event, this is all revealed in the rings of an ancient cowrie tree preserved in a swamp in New Zealand. So that's a really good, good one recorded with Dr. Tony Hayes back in May 2021. If you want to have a look at that, that's a, a good one to check out. So not all on the pandemic this year. It has been a, a big focus with that regular interview with Brendan Telfer, that weekly update, uh, lockdown radio, and then uh, since lockdowns have been over, uh, we continue with those weekly chats about the COVID situation both in Australia and around the world. So that's a good one if you want to recap on the way things evolved over time. They're all posted on the website. Similarly, uh, there's other related things to the, the pandemic. That it, it, unfortunately, it sort of finds its way into uh, lots and lots of different areas. As with all of our podcasts, if you, um, if you find them on our website, which is searchable by category, by uh, keyword, there's over 800 of them, so there's plenty of stuff to have a look at if you're interested. There are related posts which allow you to find things. If, you know, if you're interested in a particular subject, you'll find related podcasts that we've done, interviews, chats with John Young, a co-contributor to the program over several years on the science and te- particularly the technology side of things. So hopefully you'll find some good stuff on our website to keep you 
amused, you know, relevant to what your interests are. That's certainly an aim that we have with the, the way the website works. And of course, let's not forget the uh, incredible uh, success NASA had with landing the Perseverance rover and then the uh, amazing little helicopter that it carried with it on its belly, dropped that down onto the surface and it's been flying. It was supposed to only just do a few flights. Ingenuity is the name of that uh, little chopper. It's still flying and I think it might be up to about 15 or flight number 15 or 16. The mission's shifted instead of it being just a technology demonstrator. It's now in extended mission phase and it's uh, kind of doing aerial reconnaissance before the rover heads off into a new area to explore. They have the benefit of flying the helicopter and and checking out what the terrain looks like and it just helps with navigating and gives them uh, even better resolution they can get from satellites in orbit, which previously they'd used to uh, help navigation so as we wrap up 2021 let's hope for a better year next year people are concerned i think rightly with omicron it's a very mutated version of the covid virus let's hope that the vaccines continue to evolve i believe that there's there's more oral vaccines coming out there's even the possibility of a a vaccine that just targets specific cells a bit like antibiotics but on a viral level that could be a really good way of dealing with it so i think that it it is going to be a bit of a race between the technology and the development of of new medical responses in the forms of vaccines and similar and how quickly the virus mutates as we head into christmas let's all try to uh, enjoy the uh, the festive season and i wish everyone uh, safe and uh, and happy times catching up with family Let's hope that next year, 2022, is a better year and that we can learn to live with this impost into uh, what we took for granted as a, as a sort of health and healthy and uh, unrestricted life with lots of international travel and, and movement within our own countries. In Australia's case, these border restrictions, which seem very unfair and incongruent in a country which is actually supposed to be federated, Border restrictions and border closures have, have um, been a feature of Australia since really since the beginning of the pandemic. And they're a hangover. The ability for states to close their borders unilaterally are actually a hangover of the colonial era pre-Federation. Federation for Australia was, was 1901 when all the states were federated and the federal government started as a sort of overseer of, of what had been disparate colonies. That's one thing that would be good to see reforms of going forward. There'll be many things that come out of pandemic and lessons to be learned, not just in Australia, but around the world. So they're going to be important things to take stock of, as is finding out the origins of the plague, if you like, the, the pandemic. How did this start? Did it escape from the laboratory? Is it naturally occurring? What can we do to protect ourselves and protect people and and freedoms uh, going forward? What lessons can be learned from the origins of the COVID virus? These are all really important things. Let's hope that there's more openness between countries to allow these lessons to be learned and benefits going forward because it's very likely that there will be future pandemics and they could be more frequent. So with uh, that rather sober thought, I uh, will sign off and uh, wish everyone a uh, safe and happy holiday season and the very best for 2022. And we will be doing more of the live radio interviews and I'll be doing my regular show on Tuesdays at Radio Port Phillip and a lot of that gets podcasted and certainly the COVID interviews, which unfortunately I think we'll be doing on a weekly basis, they will be podcasted as well. So keep an eye on the program website, beyondinfinity.com.au. 
And thanks for listening. Thank you.